Coming live from Honolulu, Hawaii, USA is our guest this morning. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts either through the industry insights, information or simply learning from them. And before I move forward, may I request you to subscribe, follow, like and comment on whichever platform you are watching or listening to this show on. And today we have Dylan Roos, masculinity coach and men's mental health speaker. Welcome to the show, Dylan. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. So we'll be talking uh, about what do men wish, women knew, why do men cheat and how to get your men to open up more. All these issues we'll talk about. You are a master NLP practitioner, accredited health coach and masculinity coach. And you mentor young men through your flagship program, Prince to King. And you are passionate about reshaping masculinity for the modern man. So, mm. To the first question, it's uh, you know about masculinity itself. What do you mean by masculinity for the modern man in today's life? Yeah, I think we have we have so much information today in today's world, and everyone's trying to kind of pull us in a direction of this is what it means to be a man, this is what it means to be a man. Um, no, don't do that, and really putting us into uh, a lot of boxes. And I think. The number one thing that a lot of men are struggling with today is, well, what does it mean to be a man and where do we fit into the wider society, right? We had really clear, defined um, uh, roles, you know, 30, 40 years ago and with the rise in feminism and the rise in women's rights, which is has been great and, and great for women and great for society. It has, however, left a lot of men wondering, well, where do we sit? Where, what is our path? What is our role now? And so putting in place uh, healthy ideas around what it means to be a man um, as we navigate a pretty you know, new uh, society and a new um, social uh, conversation that we haven't been having previously. Uh, and so I'm really passionate about, you know, helping men kind of step up, lead uh, and become heart-led men. Right, right, right. So, Dylan, how do you see a man's stature today? Has it become better? more you know on uh, there is more understanding with the women folk or is it is it less is it more how do you see it and if just yeah first we yeah go yeah um i think Look, society as a whole is really struggling at the moment, right? And, and men especially, where our suicide rates are really high, mental health rates, um, we're really struggling in terms of our mental illness. Um, divorce rates are at an all-time high. Uh, our physical health is the worst it's ever been. And so men are really struggling at the moment. Um, and we have been for quite some time. And... and you know, there's multiple reasons as to as to why this is happening, and we can go into why men are struggling so much. But I think a big part of that is where, as I mentioned before, we're unsure of where we stand in society, but also we don't even know what our role is. What what is a man, and what is our place, and what are we meant to be doing, and how are we meant to be showing up? And we have, 
you know, we've stepped so far away from these practices that were around for hundreds, if not thousands of years in our rites of initiation and our rites of passage for men, in that we took boys from boyhood into manhood and that we, we knew across the world in all these different cultures that never had anything to do with each other. They all came up with their own ideas, but very similar themes that, okay, we need to take young men, young boys, and we need to bring them into manhood and show them what that means. And so now we have generations of uninitiated men um, trying to teach other uninitiated men what it means to be men. And so we're really struggling uh, in that regard because we don't have this point in our life where we say, okay, now I am a man. And we get stuck in a lot of things that would be classified as boys psychology and because of that we see a rise in the Peter Pan syndrome right the rise in these men children <laughs> that are refusing to grow up refusing to take on responsibility and it's really really common these days now to see just I work predominantly with young men, young men not wanting to grow up and not wanting to take on responsibility. And a big part of that is because they look out into the world and they see what does responsibility look like and they see all those things that I mentioned, right? They see uh, how stressed out dad is when he comes home from work, doesn't have any intimacy in his relationship and so he thinks, well, why would I want to grow up? Why would I want to step into that? And that is, again, touching on the Peter Pan syndrome, which is all Peter Pan sees as Captain Hook around him right and that's all we're seeing now and so men have a massive responsibility to kind of work on themselves and show up as better fathers better leaders better community members so that boys feel more inclined to join us in manhood and step into that place and i think a big big part of this conversation has been the conversation around toxic masculinity you know the only time we hear masculinity spoken about is when toxic is preceding that word and so if i'm a young man in today's society i'm i'm pretty fortunate i, I obviously grew up you know 18 18 years ago i was i was 10 years old and the climate over the last 18 years 20 years has only been about negative stories about masculinity it's only been about highlighting all the bad things that men do and so if i'm a young man in today's day and age looking up and and wondering about my masculinity or wondering about my manhood the only sign the only messaging i'm receiving from society is oh it's bad masculinity is bad and so i'm really passionate about shifting that conversation and bringing in more topics around healthy masculinity what that looks like uh how we can be healthy male role models and so you know a big part of the conversation um that i am having is how we can embody ourselves what healthy masculinity looks like so that young men can look up to us and go, oh, wow, yeah, that's what I want to be when I get older. Right, Dylan. So where did this conversation change when, when a lot of, you know, reporting or, you know, writing or understanding of men turned towards toxic masculinity and not about, you know, the good masculinity that has been there for several uh, decades or centuries before mm. that. Now, how did it turn? Who is responsible for this? Well, I mean, I think in a big part, we're all responsible in our own ways in that when the conversation was first starting to shift, it was uh, probably, I can only speak, you know, I, I can only guess, but I, I'm a, 
we're presuming that the conversation shifted because we wanted to hold men responsible. We wanted to say, hey, guys, you can do better at the start at least. And I think that I genuinely think that's what it was at the start. And then somewhere along the way, I'm not sure exactly where, but somewhere along the way it shifted away from let's hold men responsible to let's just shame men. Let's just put them down. Um, and because of that, we're seeing the the result of that of twenty as I said about twenty years of just attacking men. We're seeing leaders that do not lead. We're seeing weak men in positions of power because all the good men got beaten down and they just retreated to their own families. They were like, okay, society doesn't want any any more positive male role models i'm just going to step back i'm no longer appreciated i'm just going to look after my family and so uh, yeah i'm not sure when it exactly it shifted but at least in my lifetime it definitely shifted um away from how can we help men how can we use this term in order to break away from the boxes that they're in to just okay masculinity is bad right because Dylan, it does not seem to be you know uh, concentrated to one part of the globe but almost everywhere we see this uh, conversation has shifted and sometimes some people have uh, done some wrong they may be they should be called out but to understand man in, always in toxic terms in most of the conversations i think it's not good so can you help us understand exactly why is it what are the expectations from a man today is it that they they were disillusioned with some with some leadership leadership that they had all along these years and they wanted more of men uh, is it like that or is it that there, there, uh, there is a there is some lacuna in men that has developed over some last few decades. Yeah. Well, a big part of it was was the the conversation that men are abusing power and that men are tyrannical and that men are oppressing. That was a big part of the conversation and still is today that's driving that conversation. And, and so because that became the conversation and because the majority of men, I think, and the majority of people have relatively good natures and they've got they want to you know side with those that are um on the moral high ground because that was the conversation a lot of people just kind of let that conversation ride because if you stood up to that conversation or you stood up to what was being said you were labeled as toxic masculinity you know protecting the patriarchy all these terms that frankly i i, I don't even understand to be honest because they're such broad terms and each person has their own individual uh definition and so because of that we we got to where we are today and so and where we are today is there are no clear definitions on on what it is to be a man there are no real expectations put on men and i actually think that's a, a problem i think we're looking for some sort of role we're looking for some sort of expectation we're like hey tell us what to do and we'll do it right and that was part of why we are where we are today because we were told we need to be quiet we need to shut up and we need to let other people have their turn and for the most part the majority of us did that and now it's conversation still going and we're like okay well when do we get to rejoin this conversation when do we get to rejoin society and be a part of it and not be shamed um for pursuing success purely because we're a man and so i think what i'm trying to do is the the 
expectations that I'm putting on my clients or the expectations that I have for the men around me is really revolving around two, three things. And that is one, the the healthy balance between backbone and heart. You know, my father's generation, the generation before that were all backbone and they didn't have a lot of heart, right? It was those that old school mentality of men don't cry, men don't show emotions. And so we want to integrate the backbone piece, which is the resilience, able to do hard things, able to get up day in day out and grind but we want to integrate what the new conversation is which is we need to be connected to our hearts we need to be able to express our emotions in healthy ways we need to be able to communicate with our partners our sons our brothers our friends we need to be able to communicate with the people in our lives without getting angry without blowing up without um you know arguing and so the the healthy balance of those two things i believe strongly is what makes a really healthy, formidable man, one that we can look up to and we can say, wow, look at that. That is that is a healthy version of a man. And, and the one term that I really like that Aubrey Marcus uses quite a bit, which is the warrior poet, right? The balance of the two, the warrior and the poet. And really, I believe that that is what in essence healthy masculinity is and looks like and so with my clients today the younger guys what I've actually found is that they really struggle with their resilience piece now because for the last 20 years has all the conversation has been around talk about your feelings talk about your feelings open up open up and open up so I actually find that a lot of young men are pretty good at that now but they're not very good at the resilience and backbone piece because that's somewhere along the line we've we've confused um the mental health conversation or and lost the resilience conversation and so we need both right right so who will tell the young men today who are struggling they have there so many issues to deal with as you said in terms of health in terms of jobs in terms of you know relationships in their understanding of women in their life relationships so who will tell them what a man should be or what masculinity should be in today's time will it the men in the family the men in society or is it the women they are with or the women within the house where do they take their cues from yeah i think women can provide really great counsel a lot of wisdom i'm always going to my partner and gaining her advice gaining her insights into every aspect of my life but the one thing that women cannot do is teach boys how to be men or tell men how to be men that is a job for men men need to tell men how to be men it's that simple and so for young guys they need to find healthy role models healthy male role models that are going to help them on their journey into manhood and for the rest of us that maybe didn't grow up with that we need to find a brotherhood we need to find other men around us that can help challenge us and can help support us in this journey towards manhood because as much as my partner loves me and as much as my partner wants what's best for me and as much as my mum loves me and she wants what's best for me, she doesn't understand what it means to be a man. And what it means to be a man is different to what it means to be a woman. Those two things are very different. And they can empathise and they can sympathise. But when I go to advice on how I should be showing up as a man, I go to my dad or I go to my friends, or I go to a community of men that I've got around me and I say, hey, this is what's going on in my life. How do you think I should show up? How do you think I should handle this? And getting advice from other men. And 
that is, and and the conversation to the last 20 years has been driven so much by women about how men should show up and from a good place, from a from like, hey, we want to help you and hey, we want what's best from you. But as a result of that, the to the men that did listen to their partners, what they found was, oh, I'm actually unhappier now in my relationship. The female's actually now unhappier in their relationship because, oh, I thought I wanted my man to open up to me more, but actually when he does and when he starts to cry and when he starts to crumble, I don't feel safe. And so, oh, shit, I thought this is what I wanted, but it's not actually. So, and this is why it's so important, <coughs> excuse me, this is why it's so important that we go to, go to other men who we re- admire, respect, and look up to for advice on what it means to be men. Hey, it's good for you to open up to your partner. It's good for you to open up to her to a certain point, but you want to be showing up in your relationship emotionally regulated as much as you can. Because if I show up to my partner and I open up, and the way that I go about that doesn't leave her feeling safe in the relationship and safe in that I've got my shit handled, she's actually, it's going to... It's actually going to turn her off from me in all in all the different ways, not just sexually, but just in all the different ways. She's going to be turned off. Whereas if I can come to her and be like, "Yeah, look, yeah, I'm stressed out, and I've got some things going on, and here's what's going on in my life," but I'm still pretty solid in how I show up in that, and I'm able to articulate myself, and I'm emotionally regulated. Then my partner's going to go, "Great, thank you for sharing with me. I still feel safe. This is good. What's the solution, or or how are you working on it?" And I can provide that solution. Right. Right, really. So, you see, women in our lives, they, we men, they have been made by nature to complement each other, to be, you know, that's that's the way nature has been now. Mm. There, as you said, some things men cannot understand about women, the way another woman will understand. In the yep. same way, there are some things uh, women cannot understand about men, the way another man will understand. But there are several aspects where they can take help from each other now what do you think what do men wish today that their women should uh, should have known about them or know about them? i would say i would i would say really it's the the unseen battles that the majority of men are battling with you know we're we're in the trenches we're we're trying to provide for our families we are putting the weight of the weight of the world on our shoulders and Oftentimes, you know, you look at you look at the um, the stereotypes, right? And and some stereotypes are, are helpful and good, and some are completely not. But the stereotypical nagging wife, right? Or the stereotypical deadbeat dad, or the or the deadbeat father. You know, the Homer Simpsons, the these these stereotypes, right? So we, I think, we, what to bring it back to your question what we as men want our wives or our partners or the women in our lives to understand is like we're trying our best and we don't go out into the world trying to make any mistakes or trying to fuck up but we go into the world to try our best and oftentimes a lot of us are really lonely a lot of us don't have a support network of men around us that we can go to and a lot of women have built really rich support networks um, one of the statistics that I read recently was something like 75% of men go to their wives with their problems and only 39% of uh, women go to their husbands with their problems so that's what that's telling me is oh women have a lot of people around them that are supporting them that they can go to and men don't and so 
if we can have a bit more empathy for the men in our lives and say, hey, you're going through some shit, how can I support you or help you or or what is it that you need right now from me, I think we'll, we'll see a lot more cohesion in, in relationships. Okay, okay. So, if women want men to open up more, what can they do so that they open up more? Yeah, really common question that I get all the time. So one thing that I've realized with my work over the years with men is that men don't have a communication problem, right? A lot of women would say, oh, men don't know how to communicate. They don't talk. It's like, no, 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 no. Men are very good communicators, but we're selective communicators. And so if I am, if I'm talking to a female and she's saying, my partner won't open up, my partner won't open up. Now, some of the time it's going to be because the guy is just really, really closed off, right? That is, that is still the case. However, what I ask is, well, are you creating a safe environment where he feels safe enough to open up to you? And that's really important. That's what women can do is create a safe environment because a lot of women will say, oh, I want my partner to open up, as I mentioned before. But then when they do, right, they're like, they'll attack their man for doing that. And that can come in different ways depending on what has been said, etc. But it's really, really common. I remember lots and lots of my relationships, right? I would come to my partner with a problem or an issue. I'd flag something. I'd open up. Hey, this is what's going on. Or hey, when you do this, this is how it makes me feel. And then fast forward five, ten minutes later, I'm apologizing to them for bringing it up because they've now gotten angry at me because I've said something to them about how I'm feeling. And we go back and forth. And all of a sudden, now I feel shit because I opened up. And so now I'm learning, just don't open up. How was your day? Yeah, it was good. And it shuts me down. And so what's really important in having your man open up to you is like you need to create a safe environment. And when he opens up and when he talks about what he's going on, you need to be able to hold him in that. And if and I mentioned before, for men listening, there's a level at which you want to open up to your woman and I believe that. And But what happens is a lot of men just don't open up to the women and then they don't open up to anyone. So they don't have anyone. It's like, no, no, no. If the only person you have is your is your partner, open up to her. But if you have friends, fathers, uncles, uh, support network of men, then yes, maybe you will open up to your partner only in, in little stages and showing up emotionally regulated and then you'll open up completely and you can cry and crumble over here with the men and the men can hold you in that. But... So for the women, it's like, okay, you're asking me to open up. I'm going to open up. You better hold me in this then, right? Because you're, you're saying this is a safe place. And what lo- a lot of men have learned is it's not a safe place, is that it, this isn't a safe thing for me to do, and so I'm not going to do it, right? And then, yeah, and then that can co- kind of spiral into, a, into it getting worse and worse. And as I mentioned in, in previous relationships, it definitely backfired on me every time I opened up because yeah because women can be quite confronted when a man opens up right i've had multiple conversations because oh i don't know what to do when a man starts crying oh i don't know i don't know what to do when that happens right so it's no wonder that um that the men are really nervous to or just don't open up because they've had past instances where they were burned where they were hurt so to bring it back full circle to your question, it's like, women, create a safe environment for your man to open up. And you do that enough times and you do that consistently, eventually he'll open up. Okay. Okay. So there is that uh, zone where men, men, they think that if they bring up issues, then then they, it, there is a no safe environment there and then they just, you know, 
are and since they are very selective about opening up uh, that thing does not work and they they retreat from that situation yeah. as i said i've been working with men for about 4 years now and they're great communicators but why it's because we're a container of only men and we say okay guys here we go we can open up here and when one guy starts opening up about what he's going through then the next then the next then the next and all of a sudden you got 10 15 20 guys all sharing what's going on in their lives and for a lot of them it's like this is the first time i've spoken about this i haven't told anyone about this oh i thought i was alone oh i didn't realize anyone else was going through this so you get them in a safe place in a safe container they will open up okay okay so then if the men do not feel safe why is it that several times women come up with a thing that men some men in their lives are judgmental they judge them too often why this uh, you know imbalance in that relationship even very very good relationships and which leads to a lot of discord and sometimes can break relationships well, I just think I just think it's it comes down to miscommunication and misunderstanding, you know. Like again, men and women are really different, and so I've, a great book that I read was um, the Way of the Superior Man, and that really really opened my eyes to like, oh wow, okay, yeah, this is how my this is why my partner does this, or this is why she does that, and this is how I can hold her in that, and this is what I'm meant to do. And since reading that book, like the the strategies I put in place have helped me immeasurably and so i just think it comes down to a lack of understanding and a lack of communication you know if we oftentimes when we're arguing or in fights there's someone that's just hurting and so if we can actually get down to the bottom of like okay what are you feeling and i'm not going to take it personally whatever you oh well when you said this i felt this and you go oh that's not at all what i meant i didn't i didn't mean that at all this is what i meant okay and we can just discharge the emotion a little bit then we're able to get to the bottom of each conversation and so i think we're just we just have a communication and a misunderstanding right 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 uh, dylan i know you have to go so my last question is you know is that the discord or that safe zone that men don't find uh, is that the reason that they many of them cheat or hmm I would say, I would say the stresses in their life build up and as the stresses in their life build up, they're looking for ways out of the stress. They're looking for ways to feel better about their stress. And I think for a lot of men, their outlet becomes cheating. And I think that's the same for women. I, I feel like when the intimacy leaves in a relationship for women, then they start to look for it elsewhere when they're not getting it with their partners. So I know for me personally, I, I had a, I've had a long history of cheating, but for me it was it was I didn't believe that I was worthy of love. And so because I didn't believe I was worthy of love, I would self-sabotage my relationships. And so for me, I had to really heal that in a wound and do a shitload of work on myself before I was able to accept love into my life and I and not even accept love externally but accept the love from myself before I could accept love externally and so I think that we just if we can <clears throat> if we can look at all these things from a place of 
non-judgment and empathy and understanding and, and try to get to the bottom of the why why did we do this or why did that person do that and explore it then we're able to heal whatever the cause of it was and if we heal it then the goal hopefully after that is that it doesn't happen again and so that was certainly the case for me when I was able to find this place in me that was really deeply wounded and heal it post that healing I've been able to show up better than I ever have in my relationship now. Okay, okay. So, uh, what can be the meeting ground? The best meeting ground in such great relationships is that you uh, dim uh, all the dim that comes from outside, all the noise that comes from outside and look at your relationship purely from your relationship point of view and not let not any other noise come in between. What do you say? Is that the right way? Well, it it's nuanced because you don't know what you don't know and so maybe what you need is a relationship therapist maybe what you but but to the noise is don't ever take advice from someone who doesn't have what you want and so i'm constantly blocking out noise from people that love and care about me but they don't have what i want whether that's in a relationship whether that's in business whether that's in their daily routine or their habits or just overall their life if they're not happy, fulfilled, successful in the area that they're talking about, I'll thank them for their advice, but I'm not going to take it on. And instead, I'll, if I need advice, I'll seek out advice from experts or we live in such an information age, right? And so we can find the information. We just need to use a bit of intelligence and a little bit of discernment to figure out, is this good advice? Is this bad advice? Who's giving it? And is this the advice that I need? Because some men, right, that I work with, I'll tell them, you need to open up more. And other men, I'll be like, you need to find some resilience and some grit. So it's so nuanced. I think I think a really good thing is to keep, to, if, if you're constantly finding you're complaining to other people about your relationship, I think that's a problem. You should be complaining to your partner about your relationship or talking to your partner. If you've got all these complaints, go to your partner and say, hey, I'm not happy with X, Y, Z, or hey, this is what's going on instead of going to your friends and gossiping about the relationship because then you're not able to fix it. Right, right, Dylan. Uh, thanks for all the tips uh, uh, and understanding and me helping us understand what exactly relationships are uh, are going through, or what men are going through, what people are going through, women are going through, you know. And this is such a large discourse that will continue. Uh, and, you know, and it's very difficult to come to a great understanding or the best understanding in just one session. For that, they will have to connect with you uh, or people like you. But you, as of now, you are the best man for the job that I can see. Because Thank you. Because you a lot and you understand this uh, these issues very very well so how people can connect with you how can they take their take your yeah I'm, I'm really active across all social media platforms so i mean my name's up right now but dylan d-y-l-a-n dot r-o-o-s dylan dot ruse on instagram that's my instagram profile and then my website's www.dylanrusecoaching.com great on this on this note dylan it's a wrap on this edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much. Have a good one.